This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Apple is building its own chat GPT rival. That's right. Last but not least to the party, Apple has built its own GPT system. We're going to talk about what that means, and I'm going to give you two billion reasons why it'll probably be more successful than you think. So thank you for joining me. My name is Jordan Wilson. I'm the host of Everyday AI. This is your live daily live stream podcast, free daily newsletter, helping everyday people like you and me keep up with what's going on in the world of artificial intelligence, because there's a lot and how you can actually understand it, right? That's the most important thing. That's what we're here trying to do. So if you are joining us live, please drop a comment. Uh, let me know what you think about Apple's new GPT. But even more importantly than that, we got some breaking news, right? So we always start the show with news, um, you know, giving you the top, you know, three, four headlines that are, you know, going to affect you. But we're going to do a little bit we're going to do something else today. We're actually going to talk about one big news piece. So let's talk about that right now. Um, and yes, good morning, uh, Dr. Harvey Castro. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so yeah, let's, before we talk about Apple GPT, because I have a lot of thoughts on that, there is some literal late breaking news. You know, I, uh, when I went to bed, this, this wasn't a thing. I woke up and uh, it happened about an hour ago, but there has been some initial agreements between the major AI uh, tech companies in the U.S. and the government. So let's talk about what that means. Thank you for joining us, uh, Nadia. Hello from Ann Arbor. As a reminder, if you're joining the live stream, let's talk together. Leave me a comment. Uh, but if you are listening on the podcast, uh, click in the show notes. You know, you can get a, a link to go check out more of the episode, but also a link to join us in the future uh, here live on the show. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, good morning to Rasafa as well. So let's actually talk about this breaking news. Don't worry, we're going to get back to Apple GPT because I think that's important. But uh, this was just just released. Uh, so here's what this new voluntary agreement is and what it means. So as a reminder, as of at least now, this is just a voluntary agreement between the White House. So President Biden is supposed to be meeting uh, today. Uh, today is Friday, so he's supposed to be meeting with leaders of seven big companies. So the CEOs uh, or presidents of these companies, Google, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, OpenAI, Anthropic, and Inflection. So those are all, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, Apple's not on that list. So what's the difference between all of these companies and Apple? Well, all of these companies right now, the seven that I just named, Google, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, OpenAI, Anthropic, and Inflection, they all have, uh, I believe except Amazon now that I'm looking at this, but the other six all have publicly available uh, AI chats. So you have you know, your Bard, your Bing chat, uh, you know, Facebook just released their Llama 2, which is going to be uh, kind of their uh, kind of quote unquote answer 
uh, to open uh, to OpenAI, and then you have OpenAI, Anthropic Cloud, uh, and Inflection Pi, uh, which we talked about a little on the show yesterday. So, what does this mean? And let me know what what you guys think of this breaking news of AI companies and the government reaching a tentative agreement. A couple more details on this, right? So, what is the agreement? It's number one, like I said, it's voluntary. It's going to be kind of uh, you know released today. This is just uh, just breaking on a couple of news sites. But here is the information that we have so far on what this voluntary agreement is, what it means, um, and also how it's going to affect all of us. So the lead thing is it's uh, based in transparency. So they want uh, all of these companies to be more transparent with the data. They want them to be more transparent with the government and more transparent with you and me. To say, hey, here's what we're here's where we're getting the data. Here's how we're using it. When you tell us something, all of those things. Um, yes, and I agree, Nadia, with your comment. Llama two having an open license is a big move move for Meta. Absolutely, we talked about that on the show. Yes, Meta uh, is is releasing uh, in partnership with Microsoft Llama two, so kind of their version of of GPTs open source. Uh, extremely important. So let's get back to this this new agreement between uh, big tech. Uh, and the government. So transparency with with uh, with the uh, data, how it's how it's being used, all of that. Also, to denote when content is generated through a watermark. That piece is interesting. So it's obviously easier said than done with uh, images, right? And Google has talked about that in in their bar chat. But you know there there aren't details on this yet. But I don't see how uh, content will be watermarked. Uh, written content will be watermarked, right? So maybe it'll spit it out as part of the uh, as as part of the response or as part of the output. Um, you know, like hey, this was generated with AI. But um, I'm guessing content creators or anyone else is not going to include that little piece. You know, it's like by not including it, right? Because some people will. But if you leave it out, all of a sudden you are uh, saying like, oh, look at all this great content I'm producing by myself, right? So the adv- the ad- advantage or the the pros of including this, uh, if it is just a written watermark, uh, it doesn't make sense to me because n- most people are not going to include it. Uh, the other kind of uh, in this pledge, so to speak, right? Because this isn't legislation, you know, this isn't a law. This is a this is an agreement, or this is a, a voluntary pledge by these companies that they're going to abide kind of by these rules. So we talked about information sharing, uh, data privacy, watermarks, um, but also they said to avoid bias and discrimination. That one uh, stuck out to me because it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do because, you know, uh, even OpenAI, so the biggest company out of all these in terms of users for their large language model, you, you know, uh, Sam Altman, the CEO has, has essentially admitted that there is bias in the models because they are trained by humans and all humans implicitly have bias and discrimination. So that is worked in there regardless of what you think or not. So that piece is interesting. Um, also there's a pledge quote unquote to protect privacy. Um, and here's the other one. Here's the other big one is they are going to submit to all of their systems being tested by a third party before being released. All right. That one's interesting because what you essentially have here is you have self-governance, right? And I can see the concerns um, that people might have with essentially big tech and AI regulating itself. But 
if I'm being honest, it kind of does make sense because it is the best way to, you know, and some of the smartest people in the world have said this, you know, Bill Gates said this recently, the best way to regulate AI is with AI, (laughs) right? So should these big tech AI companies be regulating and policing themselves? Probably. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. What do you guys think? You know, there's, there's so many big concerns and open-ended questions with, you know, these seven companies, and I'm sure there's going to be more. I'm sure Apple will be thrown into the mix when they release their Apple GPT, which we are going to talk about here. Um, but there's a lot to unwrap in this story. There's going to be more details uh, being released um, over the next, you know, day after they officially have this meeting. This is just some some initial kind of pre-meeting uh, reporting. Um, and maybe even by the time that you're listening to this, you know, if you're listening to this on your afternoon drive home, uh, if, if, if you're here in the U.S., a lot of this may have already been settled. Uh, but um, let's 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 quickly uh, quickly take a question or two, and then we are going to get into Apple GPT because I think it's it's important uh, to talk about, and it's it's, uh, it's exciting uh, as well. Uh, so let's take a look. We have a couple couple uh, comments. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, it looks like there's an odd start to the uh, to the show this morning. Yeah, live stream. Sorry. So thank you, uh, Dr. Castro and Monica, for letting me know uh, about that weird start. Uh, good morning to you too, Monica from Chicago. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, you know, Harvey has a question here or a comment. So, you know, saying the human factor can make facts subjective. Absolutely. So that is one of the bigger concerns that I think uh, myself and a lot of people are going to have with this kind of voluntary pledge uh, between the U.S. government and the big seven tech companies. So yeah, if you're just joining us, tuning in a little late, just as a reminder, the, 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 big, the big news here is there is a voluntary agreement between the kind of seven biggest companies that are providing generative AI. So these chatbots, Google, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, OpenAI, Anthropic, and Inflection. So a voluntary pledge or agreement between all of these companies to essentially play by these rules and kind of govern themselves and to also submit um, kind of their their newer offerings or new products to a third party before being released to the public and then communicating more and being more transparent with the government and with the public on how these tools uh, how these tools work and how they use uh, our data and, and collect data as well so a lot to unpack there um, so yes uh, will will Santiago with the uh, comment here thank you yes Chicago does rock thank you for uh, joining um, all right but let's let's talk. If you guys have more questions uh, about this big news uh, between government, uh, the government and the CEOs of these seven companies, that's happening today. This meeting's happening today. If you have more comments, still still leave them because I'm going to make sure and go uh, after we're done live here and uh, give you my feedback. But let's talk about what we actually started the show. So uh, Susan has a uh, a comment here that's actually a great transition because I said we're going to talk about Apple GPT. There's huge breaking news, but we're still going to talk about it. So Susan with a comment saying, why do I feel Apple GPT is going to be better than chat GPT? All right. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside chat GPT, and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free prime prompt polish chat GPT course. That's only available to loyal listeners like you. 
Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realized that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. There's 2 billion reasons. I have 2 billion reasons. That's how many devices Apple has out right now in the wild. So uh, now let's let's transition, guys. I know this was uh, a lot. We're almost going to have uh, two smaller shows in one today. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Susan's question. Will Apple GPT be better than ChatGPT? So first, let's go over the basics of Apple's new GPT, what it is, all of that. So um it was first kind of leaked. So Apple hasn't said anything officially. That's important to know. But this was originally from a Bloomberg, uh, an, an exclusive Bloomberg report talking that Apple has uh, apparently has a working version of a GPT model, right? So a large language model that they are training on their own data and that they will uh, eventually release to the public. All right. So there's a lot of different details here. Let me go through the important stuff, right? So it's using a framework called Ajax. Also, it's important to know that it doesn't have an official name yet. Some people are calling it Ajax. Some people are calling it Apple GPT. I'm guessing Apple will call it something else. But for now, those those terms are kind of be, uh, being used inter- interchangeably. The, f- the actual framework is called Ajax that it's built on. But yes, a lot of people are calling this Apple GPT. So right now, at least according to initial reports, uh, internal team at Apple is using this. Um, And the expectation is that it will be released publicly sometime in 2024. Um, The biggest use cases that most people are are seeing or assuming, because again, this is all just reporting right now. There's no official details, but they are saying it will be obviously incorporated into Siri. That's huge. You know, and I've I've talked about this on, on prior shows about, you know, the original AI smart assistants, you know, your Siri's, uh, your Alexa, is there still a Cortana? Is that still a thing? Um, here's the thing. If you've been using ChatGPT or Bard or anything else over the last couple of months, and then you go back and like talk to your Alexa or talk to your Siri, it is baffling how bad those are now. That sounds so, that it sounds like so judgmental for me to say that, but if you're using GPT, chat GPT or anything on an ongoing basis, it is almost impossible now for, for, for me to get any value personally out of a, a Siri or an Alexa because we are so used now to these GPT uh, products and offerings being so super smart and being great at responding to our queries, right? Um, so those 2 billion reasons why this will be more successful. And uh, thank, thank you again for that comment um, because it is the perfect transition, uh, Susan. So will it be better than chat GPT? I think eventually it will. It, it eventually will think of Apple's normal business model, right? 
Let's look at the iPhone. The iPhone was not the first smartphone. It was not the first internet-connected smartphone. There was others that were to the party way before the iPhone. So Apple has a tendency, and we've talked about this on the show as well, right? We've said how Apple is is lagging behind, you know? And as other companies, you know, Microsoft, I think, has been at the forefront um, of AI, you know, backing GPT products. They're obviously the largest investor. Microsoft is the largest investor um, in OpenAI, they're using OpenAI in their Bing chat. You know, they backed um, they backed other, you know, huge AI products. So Microsoft is, I, I think, leading, which is weird to say because you always think Google and Apple are leading. Microsoft has been the leader in the AI and GPT space. Google has, has been kind of shortly following behind. And then you have these other companies, you know, Anthropic Cloud, Inflection, uh, some of these other kind of... Uh, smaller, quote unquote, but still very powerful GPT models. So why do I think that Apple GPT will eventually be better? Well, that is Apple's business model. That's what's made them one of the best and most valuable companies in the history of our existence is they aren't first. It might seem like they're first, right? Like if we think about the history of smartphones, it seems like the iPhone was first, but it wasn't. You know, and even so many features uh, of of the iPhone or the iOS or the Mac OS that make Apple as successful as it is, very few times are any of those features or functions first. They don't play to be first. They play to be better than the rest. So with OpenAI as an example, if you've listened to the show, you know I'm a huge fan of ChatGPT. I encourage everyone to replace their Google.com or their default search with OpenAI. I encourage everyone to pay the $20 a month for ChatGPT+. No, I don't get paid to say that. It's just foolish. I think that's harsh, but I think it's foolish if you're not paying the $20 a month uh, for ChatGPT because what it's capable of, it is astonishing if you use it correctly, right? So we do a course on that. It's free. There's no upsells. Uh, Type in PPP. Email me PPP, DM me PPP, I'll, I'll shoot you the access, right? But I think Apple, GPT or Ajax or whatever it's going to be called, will be better eventually because once they get it right by not being first to the party, if they integrate it seamlessly into Siri, if you can also still, you know, quote unquote, chat with it like you would an iMessage, you know, so a text message, I do think it has the capabilities or the or at least the the possibility to be substantially better because one of the things i've even talked about with chatgpt as great as it as great as it is the user experience and the interface is a little clunky right um it's it can be hard to find your previous chats you know only being able to have three plugins um you know it's even a little hard. They did make some improvements in the plugin store. The performance is a little better, but it's just a little clunky. It doesn't feel intuitive, right? Where anything Apple, if you've used an Apple product, there's no learning curve, right? You know, like my mom is has never needed uh, really me to explain how to use an iPhone. My mother-in-law has never really had to have basic explanation on how to use an iPhone. But, you know, if if you're teaching your parent or a grandparent out there, mostly anyone can pick up an iPhone or an iPad with, you know, maybe a minute of instruction. But 
ChatGPT is a little harder, right? I think even Google Bard is as is much better. It's much more intuitive than uh, than ChatGPT. So that's a that's a long answer there on if it will compete, but I think it a hundred percent will eventually, depending on how Apple releases this Apple GPT or this Ajax. Okay. A couple, couple other things, uh, important things to keep in mind. This is not Apple's only AI play. If you're sitting back there and you're seeing everything that Microsoft and Google and all these other big companies are doing, and you're like, oh, Apple's just been, you know, sitting there doing nothing. Absolutely not. Right. Uh, it's been widely reported. They're working on a self-driving AI car right? You have the Vision Pro headset, which they they announce and will be coming out. Uh, I think that's also either late 2023 or early 2024. Um, so that's, you know, the headset is their biggest, most public AI play, right? Um, being able to bring that mixed reality, um, you know, to, to a headset with um, essentially VR and AR capabilities, right? Also, Apple has already announced, you know, their other big AI play, which is in health and fitness. So it's not like Apple has been ignoring kind of this new generative AI uh, wave, but so much of this is driven by monetizing because what we've seen as companies like Microsoft, or if you get on the hardware side, NVIDIA, some of these other companies that have been investing more publicly into generative AI have seen their stock prices soar. You know, I talk about it's it's crazy now how Nvidia now is probably one of the most important companies for the US economy. You know, they're one of the only companies and they have such a disproportionate market share of being able to make these these computer chips, these GPUs, which is what, you know, the most important AI they need this GPU and Nvidia is the only one right now that can keep up with demand of creating a high quality GPU, right? If, if that goes away, so many companies and just the U.S. economy could really start to slip, right? But that's why I think Apple has continued to work on a GPT product, even in the background, um, even as they have the, the AI self-driving car, the Vision Pro headset, you know, all their new AI fitness and health uh, initiatives. But you have to play to the crowd. And what we've seen is generative AI, AI chatbots are definitely not a fad. It is the way of the future. Um, and so Apple knows they're smart. They they knew that they would eventually have to release this, this, this project, release their GPT, kind of their chat GPT competitor. Um, and especially how it's baked into the iPhone is going to be paramount with its success. You know, I've said this all along. I was talking to uh, a small group of young entrepreneurs in Chicago here last night about AI. And I said, you know, we had, you know, a 10 to 15 year grace period to kind of quote unquote, learn web two, right. You know, social media, you know, all these other things, you know, that we considered, you know, the new internet, we had a nice 10 to 15 year time period where, you know, as a, as an individual in your career, you had time to figure it out as a company. Companies didn't have to rush online in the early 2000s. They had time, you know, but now if you're not generating some sort of business, it's hard to be successful, right? With the GPT in this AI kind of wave, you don't have that long. You don't have 15 years. You know, Apple knows that, Microsoft knows that. But I think it's important, important for uh, the listeners of, of this live stream and podcast 
to know that as well. You know, we talked about that yesterday with our guest, uh, Corey. You know, he said, very, very smart guy who's been very successful in tech and AI over the last decade. He said, companies have 18 months where if companies don't figure it out, there's a great chance they're going to get lapped by competitors or go towards shutting down. All right. So to recap, we went over a lot today. I'm going to get to a couple of these comments and questions before we close out. Big, big news in the U.S. governance of AI. So the seven, seven big companies, Google, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, OpenAI, Anthropic, and Inflection have submitted to this voluntary pledge, which we already went over. They're meeting with the president uh, today, Friday in Washington. So there'll be more details on that. We'll see how it pans out. And then our other big topic, like I said, we almost did two shows in one today. Uh, Apple GPT coming out or Ajax, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be extremely interesting. I think the biggest advantage is they always, even if they're not first, they're usually the best. They see the mistakes everyone else is making and they have that huge 2 billion, 2 billion reasons why I think they're going to really crush it is they have 2 billion devices out there. So whenever they do release this uh, GPT, you know, whether it's baked into Siri or whatever it is, um, sometime in 2024, they're going to, it's, it's going to be used by up to 2 billion people. All right. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to, um, get to a couple of these, of these comments here. And as a reminder, if you are listening to this on the podcast, this, this is live, right? We go live. So in the show notes, make sure to click those and you can join us next time. Every, every weekday morning, 7.30 a.m. Central Standard. Uh, Will Santiago with a question. The best way to regulate AI is AI. Do you agree with that? Uh, begrudgingly, yes, Will. Um, I know it's tricky, right? To have AI regulate itself. Um, here's what I think. I think it's smart, this first iteration of these companies voluntarily signing this pledge. Because if we were to rate for regulation from the US Congress, I don't think it would go well. It would take, number one, it would take way too long. And I don't think the first attempt at regulation will be worthwhile. I, I've talked about this before, but go go watch some, some Congress people who have interviewed you know, Mark Zuckerberg as an example. They don't understand the internet. So many of them don't. That's not me being mean or passing judgment. Go watch the questions. They don't understand the internet. Um, so you can't expect Congress as a whole anytime soon to regulate AI. You, you can't. I'm sorry, you can't. So at least right now, I do think this is a good first step towards responsible and ethical uh, AI usage is AI and the AI companies regulating themselves. Uh, there's, there's, there's no great, um, there's no great way to say that. Uh, question, Rastafa, what foundation is Apple GPT built on? Uh, Ajax. Again, there's not uh, a lot of information, um, but yeah, it's, it, initial reporting is uh, that they're building their own internal model that they're not, you know, using like uh, OpenAI's, you know, API integration like Microsoft is. Um, all right, Dr. Harvey Castro, I predict this will create a new Apple iPhone that will have a small LLM on the iPhone, uh, on the phone. Absolutely. And that's, you know, there's already been hackers in the, you know, AI and LLM space that have done this, that have, you know, essentially put an entire large language model on a phone, which is 
crazy to think about. So if you're not a technical user, think of the history of the internet, which is huge when it comes to the file size on your phone and you don't even need to be connected to the internet, right? So that's kind of, um, and the ability to chat with it. So that's kind of what, uh, you know, Harvey was saying there. Um, Rastafi, when was the last time you Googled something? I cannot remember. I'd say most people are still using Google. Not everyone's like uh, like you and I, Rastafi, where we try to you know start uh, those searches first in uh, a, a smart chat, I think. Um, yes, uh, Nadia with a great point um, that you don't have to be first to take a big market share. Yeah, Apple is the prime example of that. Um, and also saying Apple uh, will make GPT use seamless and will give users a good experience. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Lisa dropping PPP. I'll definitely get that over to you. Um, let me see. All right. We have a, a bunch of other comments, um, but I hope this was helpful. We talked about a lot today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to talk about this more Monday. All right. We're going to devote an entire show because all of this news was recent. It was breaking. We didn't, you know, it was an hour ago, so we didn't have enough time to really digest this. So we're going to talk about this on, again on Monday. So I hope you can join us there for another episode of Everyday AI. Thanks. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.